catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. A map is any sort of plot or guide that is used for direction. In cartography, a map is a geological display of the layout of a region that is used for guidance and direction. There are brain maps, there are cardiovascular maps that outline the layout of different systems in a body. There are stellar maps. You know, those maps show the location and movement of the stars and planets in the heavens, but <laughs> those are not the kind of maps we're talking about today. Now, a map is important because it is used to predict and figure out where things are located. A map is also necessary in order to establish a path, either for traveling somewhere or for following something through a region. Maps are very important because of the information that they can impart to us. For example, a road map is very important for a person who is trying to travel in an unfamiliar place. The road map may help that person know where they are going and plan out alternate routes to get to their destination. Another example could be that of a civil engineer trying to know the best place to put a road. The engineer can look at the map and see what routes would be easiest to build. At the same time, the engineer might want to look at you know, another map that shows land ownership. The engineer might have to consider both the topography and who owns the land when considering where to put the road. Basically, anyone who wants to be able to look at the ways in which various things are spread out across a given physical area can benefit from using a map. When you book a taxi ride, the driver uses a map to find where you are. When you're driving and you're looking for the best route home with less traffic, you use a map. When you call an emergency line to report an emergency, they find the precise location with a map. What happens when your location doesn't appear on any map? When you have an emergency, a fire, a flood, or anything alike, how do people find you? We may seem to have a map for everywhere in Africa, but that wouldn't mean they're accurate to or even trustworthy. You notice this when you travel to a village, maybe your village, and find out that there are a lot of inaccuracies and incomplete information. In recognition of this problem, a new effort called the Missing Maps Project, organized by the Red Cross, Doctors Without Borders, and the humanitarian OpenStreetMap team, which recruits volunteers to fill in the cartographical blanks in the developing world, is making efforts to map the vulnerable people in Africa and in the rest of the developing world. In this episode, we'll better understand why putting Africa's most vulnerable people on the map is important. The community manager at Eastern and Southern Africa Open Mapping Hub of the humanitarian OpenStreetMap team, who has been working with the team since 2015, Jeffrey Katerega, is our guest. Welcome, Jeffrey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you, Anton. And thank you for having me today. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. You've been an active member of the OpenStreetMap Africa community. And for those who do not know, this is a network of local OpenStreetMap communities from all over Africa, organizing State of the Map Africa and joining hands to share resources and collaborate to grow and produce a complete and a well-detailed map of Africa on OpenStreetMap. And this is to advance the quality, the completeness, and sustainability of geospatial data in Africa. How important is it to put the vulnerable people in Africa on the map? Yeah, like when you look at it, disasters around the world kill nearly 100,000 people. 
and displace over 200 um, million people every year. And when you look particularly in Africa, we have very many of these kind of disasters and crises happening. Yeah, since last year, we have been hit hard by COVID-19, but also other uh, disasters like hunger, armed conflicts, and also natural-made disasters like floods, cyclones, like in Madagascar and Zimbabwe. All these kinds of instances affect very many people across Africa. And uh, many of the places where these disasters occur are missing from open and accessible uh, maps. And people who respond to these disasters many times lack information that they need to make valuable decisions regarding relief efforts. And I'm saying here open and accessible because some maps out there are not accessible, they're not open. Maps have now turned to be digital. A long time ago, we used to have maps in atlases and, uh, and in printed, but now most maps are digital, um, but they, some of them are not open and accessible. So we need to make maps more open and accessible and also put places that are missing on the map so that in instances like this, responders really have accurate and updated maps to be able to take aid to people who really need it. Yeah, so how does Missing Maps, the, that project, achieve its objective? You know, the method of mapping, the process involved, and the frequency of, of, of updating and achieving this? Yeah, so the Missing Maps project works in three steps. Three steps. So the first step is where we do engage remote volunteers who trace satellite imagery into OpenStreetMap. And what OpenStreetMap is, is an open, free, editable map of the world that anyone can edit and contribute to. So if your home is not on the map, it's as easy as logging into this map and editing and adding it. If a local road in your neighborhood is not appearing on the map, you can easily go on and update it. So we have that level one where People have access to satellite imagery and they trace things they see, like buildings, like roads, and add them to the map. Then step number two is where we engage community volunteers, so people who live in these places, to be able to add local details to the map, such as the name of the neighborhood, the, the names of the roads, evacuation centers in, term, in, in case of crisis. Because these local details can only be added by people who live in these places. I may be in Uganda and I'm mapping a place in Nigeria and I can know and there is a building there from satellite imagery or a road, but I wouldn't know whether that building is residential or commercial. It will require someone from who lives in that area to be able to add local details, like what's the name of the building, what's the name of the road, and in that way the map is made more detailed. Then we have step three, where humanitarian organizations uh, use this information that has been added to the map, plan for risk reduction and also disaster response activities that save lives. So that's how the missing maps uh, work. Remote mapping, community level mapping to add detail, and then organizations using this information to respond to people in need. Well, so you mean that ordinary people in Africa can actually contribute to the map of their communities. And if this is really good, but if they can do this, how can these ordinary people join? How can they contribute to the progress of this project? And then what kind of skills do they need to make contributions? Yes, I love that question because I, I want everyone to be able to contribute to the map. And uh, it's quite easy to get started. It's as simple as, you know, going to the platform that is called OpenStreetMap and uh, register for an account. And once you click on the edit button, 
it will give you this kind of satellite imagery uh, where you see the location where you are. You will see what is already existing on the map. You will know what is missing, and then you can go on and add that extra detail. But also there are some smartphone applications that you can also download and use this data um, offline on your on your phone. But also you can use those applications to add um, points of interest that you see in the area where you stay. So that is one way how you can get involved in this project. The other way is through organizing what we call mapathons. So mapathons are a great way how to build a mapping community. And uh, it's just an event where people come together. There can be 10, 20 people come together in a room or even virtually online and you know contribute to the mapping in a group effort. So mapping, is not just an individual activity, it's also a, a group activity and the more people do it, uh, the merrier. Also, the other way to contribute is also to add that extra level of detail. Like I said, there are some things we can add uh, remotely when you're sitting on your computer, but there are also some other things that are specific that need someone to go there out in the field and add uh, more specific information. And uh, that's why I also encourage organizations who do, are doing programs in different countries to, yeah, to consider also contributing to this map because, like I mentioned, the data that is added to OpenStreetMap is openly available for use uh, by anyone, anywhere, but also only useful if it is more complete and more detailed. So, yeah, the more people that contribute to this map, the better it becomes and the more useful it becomes. So we have a lot of learning guides on the Missing Maps website if you are out there and you want to contribute to this map or even uh, create a map of the place where you are, you have like uh, good learning guides that will get you started in just uh, a few hours and then you start contributing to, to this project. Wow, this means I could go to my village, which is in a remote part of Africa and actually start mapping that part of Africa, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's the best way to learn how to map Start by mapping your village, uh, you, the place where you stay. Add it to the map. Share the local knowledge you have of that place with the rest of the world. And the more people that contribute to this map, the better it becomes. But also, like I mentioned, also join a mapping event. So we have like missing maps events on our website. Check if there is one in your city. If there is no event in your city, create it. Invite other people to come and uh, contribute. Teach them how to map. And uh, yeah, it becomes a group effort. You grow a community in your city and uh, you all contribute to this map as a group. And with just a smartphone, I can do all of these things you're saying. Yes, yes. We have uh, smartphone applications like uh, maps.me. Also have uh, OSM and that are great applications that you can use to, first of all, use the data and also to contribute are things that are missing. It can be a health facility, it can be a school, it can be the name of the road. So yeah, these smartphone applications, they make it easier for people to contribute because you can do it on the go. As you move around uh, your neighborhood, as you do your work, you'll see things that are missing to the map and you can actually add them. Well, that's interesting. So how many African countries have benefited from this Missing Maps project? Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, the Missing Maps project's aim is also to map these places that are more vulnerable and are missing on the map. And most of these places, there are many of examples of such places in Africa. So I can say we have mapped 
in almost each and every country in Africa. It's only the level of detail that differs. So in, in some countries, we have mapped a lot, especially in countries where there has been instances of disasters, for example, in, in Zimbabwe, in Madagascar. But to give some uh, basic statistics, uh, so uh, at, at the moment we have mapped over uh, 60 million buildings and also 1.3 million kilometers of roads. And we have engaged over 140,000 uh, contributors who have created this kind of map data across Africa. That's interesting. And what challenges have hindered the progress of this project or what challenges have stood in the way in accomplishing this project? Yeah, like I've mentioned, we have three levels of mapping. So remote mapping, then we have ground level mapping and also the data used by different organizations. So for this project to be successful, all those three areas need to work or run smoothly. And that means enabling people to be able to map. So when you look at it, things like uh, remote mapping, someone is like a computer, someone is into access to internet, because this is a map that is web-based. If you are going to make changes to it, you need access to internet. But in many cases, not everyone can really access internet. So if there are ways how we can really help people get more access to internet, access to devices, so that everyone should be able to contribute. It shouldn't be only people who are privileged and have access to these resources. We should try to remove those barriers and make it easier for Enough for people to contribute to this map. And I think the other third bit is also important. However much this data is available on OpenStreetMap and it is open and uh, anyone can access it, we need to put this information in, in the hands of the people who make decisions, who respond in terms of crisis. So we also need to, yeah, to train uh, governments and humanitarian agencies on how to use this data so that when uh, it is time for for need, then they, they know this resource is easily available and they can use it, but also to make them um, also contribute to this map because, like I mentioned, the more people contribute, the better. So we need to find ways to get more people involved in this project because it's like a social good and uh, yeah, the more data that is made available, the better. In other words, missing maps should no longer be a factor in human suffering or loss of life in terms of humanitarian crisis. You're the community manager of Eastern and Southern Africa Open Mapping Hub. That's of the humanitarian Open Street Map team. Tell us more about the humanitarian Open Street Map. What's the team about? What's the goal? What's it all about? Yeah, so the the humanitarian Open Street Map team, like you mentioned in the introduction, Anthony is, is one of the organizations that work together to start this missing smart map, this missing missing maps project. Uh, but what really the organization is all about is using humanitarian is using Open Street Map for humanitarian response and also development. So our goals want to make sure that everyone anywhere can be able to contribute to the map, but also to make sure that this data is used uh, by humanitarian, by development, and also governments, organizations to make decisions that, you know, improve lives and also help solve uh, lives in the different parts of the world. So what we are doing currently is that we are opening up four regional hubs in different parts of the world, one in Latin America, one in West Africa, one in Eastern and Southern Africa, where I'm based, and also one in the Asia-Pacific region uh, that is based in, in the Philippines. So the intention of these hubs is really to engage 
local mapping groups and communities, also to facilitate knowledge exchange, distribute funding, and also to provide training and support that can help scale up uh, local edits to OpenStreetMap in 94 countries. And uh, we are focusing on countries which are at high risk of natural disasters and also experiencing high levels of poverty. But we are also investing in technologies to make it easier for people to contribute to the map. We also want to see diversity in terms of who contributes to OpenStreetMap. We want to see more uh, women uh, contributing to this map because if it's only men contributing, then it means women's issues may not be represented on the map. So we also want to see more women contributing to the map and also to work with humanitarian organizations, governments, and other actors so that they can use OpenStreetMap to deliver more effective and efficient aid uh, to the people they are working with. Interesting. Technologies, diversity, and internet penetration, very important issues. Now, what future plans uh, does the project have in Africa? Yeah, I think, like I've mentioned, our plans are really focused around these regional hubs to be able to work more with local communities. So OpenStreetMap is this global project where, you know, anyone anywhere in the world can contribute. But uh, I think communities that are vulnerable to disasters should be able also to participate in the process. So we want to be able to empower people who live in these vulnerable places to be able to contribute to the map so that this map is not just aid brought to them, but they are also actively participating in making this data more available. And in that way, they are putting themselves on the map and uh, they don't have to wait until disaster happens. So we want to be able to have accurate and updated, up-to-date maps that are readily available for anyone to use, even for by, by governments, for planning, for resource allocation, and so on. So I think that's like our major priority right now, to be able to work with local communities that are contributing to this map to make sure that they readily and uh, up-to-date and uh, they can be used uh, by any actors out there. Wonderful. Would there be any other way besides those who actively participate in the mapping? Would there be any other way that ordinary people can contribute to the progress of this project? Yes, I think the first way, like I mentioned, is to start mapping. So uh, log into the map, check the place where you stay. Is it on the map? If not, please add it. Secondly, organize mapping events. Organize uh, mapathons uh, so that you can teach other people how to map. Um, and, and if you are uh, a student uh, who is at a university, we also have... Uh, student mapping clubs uh, that are called youth mappers chapters. So check uh, in your university if there is a youth mappers chapter that you can join and uh, contribute through uh, that group. If it's not there, you can create it. Go to the youth mappers website and uh, uh, yeah, create that club at your university and that way you can contribute as a group. And lastly, learn more about missing maps. We write a blog post on our website, and uh, when you read about that, you can learn more ways of how you can also make use of this data in your work, because then it will be not only uh, contributing, but also using it in your in your work, and uh, it will be more meaningful for, for you to uh, participate. Well, this is a clarion call for all young people to use the digital open mapping system to put their communities 
and their local areas on the digital map so that whenever anything happens, it's easier to find um, them on the map. We've been speaking to the community manager at the Eastern and Southern Africa Open Mapping Hub of the humanitarian OpenStreetMap team, who has been working with the team since 2015, Jeffrey Katerega. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for the insight. Thank you, Anton, and thanks for having me. Happy mapping, everyone. Yes, yes. Now let's all come together to map in details all part of Africa so that the most vulnerable people can be catered for. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.